Why don't you open your Bibles tonight to Jeremiah chapter 17, and we're going to be in that just for a little bit. And for those of you who may not have your Bible, I'm going to read it to us anyway, but if you do have your Bibles, you can turn there. And I want to encourage you on our Wednesday nights, as especially on our Wednesday nights, to bring your Bibles so that we can learn how to use the Word of God and uh, write some notes in it. And that way, as your Bible gets older and older, and as you get older and older, you can look back at all the promises that God has answered and all the, all the uh, prayers that you may have had in there. Just write them down in, the, in your, the side notes and put it in the Bible so that uh, as you pass these on to other people, maybe your children, then they can see the wonderful things that God has done in your life too. Okay, so Jeremiah chapter 17, we're going to get to that in a moment. Uh, tonight, we're actually going to start a new series called Evaluating My Spirit. Evaluating my spirit. Now, we evaluate all the time. We evaluate other people. Uh, remember in high school, you would evaluate other people, the way they dressed, the way they looked, especially if someone had the same shirt as you, you'd be kind of bummed and you said, oh, you better go home and change. You would evaluate one another. Uh, people still do that today. We evaluate each other from a distance. We see uh, someone else's car and we match them or compare them to our car. We evaluate all the time, and we evaluate ourselves. We evaluate our health. We go to the doctors. We step on the scale. It evaluates how much we weigh, and then we evaluate our eating habits, and then we evaluate our blood pressure. We evaluate our habits. We evaluate our day. If you're at a, a company and you work for someone, they do evaluations or staff evaluations. So we evaluate all the time. But how rare or how often do we actually evaluate our spirits? And, and what does that look like? And why should we evaluate our spirit? What does that have to do with my walk with the Lord? And, and how can I evaluate my spirit? For the next six weeks, we're going to go through a kind of like a spiritual growth plan in how we can build our spirit so that we can look more like Jesus Christ and it starts really with the root system of our spiritual walk. And when I say root system, if you liken it to a tree, it's not the above ground that makes the tree flourish. It's not, it's not the branches and the leaves that make the tree flourish. It's really the root system. You take away the root system and everything else dies. And so we want to talk about our root system tonight. And if you want to write down a title, you can just write down my root system. And we're going to see how does this root system help us in our walk with the Lord. Because the way I feed my spirit and the way you feed your spirit is very important and key to your spiritual growth in the Lord. It's not necessarily just attending church. It's how my root system is developed. And church can be one of your, your root system. It can be one of those, uh, one, one root shooting off that's going to be church. That can be part of your root system. Another part of your root system could be daily devotions. We read the Bible. We pray. We journal. We go through the bookmarker together. So we read the entire Bible in the year and the New Testament twice in, in an entire year. So that's a part of your root system. Part of your root system could be a small group. Uh, it could be joining a ministry. Uh, it could be uh, meeting with people and, or praying with a group of people. If you look at your root system, what does that look like? And if you were to take a, maybe one or two things like prayer or devotions, what, what does that look like? 
Is it consistent? Is it something that you genuinely love to do? Or is it only when we get into trouble? You know, when life is not going well, it's like, oh, I got to go back to church. Or, oh, man, I'm not doing good today. What does God's word have to say for me today? It's like the last-ditch effort for things to thrive and for my life to get better. The, the problem with that is if a plant is dying and you just add water to it, it's not going to instantly thrive, instantly bear fruit. It's going to take some time. However, if there is a good root system to it and you're constantly nourishing that tree, then it's going to bear fruit. It's going to be it's going to be healthy. Why? Because there's a constant growth happening. And that's what these next 6 weeks are about. It's actually helping us to develop a growth plan. And even though the 6 weeks will come and go, hopefully in the meantime you will develop your own personal spiritual growth plan. That something is going to help us to grow in the Lord. Something's going to help us to become spiritually mature. And, and something's going to help us to bear fruit. So your root system, if you think about it, it's like the engine of a car. And because the engine is hidden, it's hard to tell if it's healthy or not. If, the only way you can tell if your engine is running well is how. First, you've got to start it. You've got to actually start the thing. And if it starts up, you can do a diagnostic check or test, and then you can check things out to see if it's working properly. But because it's hidden, nobody knows. Just because the car is moving doesn't mean the engine is healthy. A car going downhill with no engine is still moving. And sometimes our soul is not healthy. Oh, we're moving, but we're going downhill. And so we want to get the soul healthy because we cannot see our spirit just like the engine. But the engine is what makes the car go uphill as well as wherever you need to go. And so it is with our spirit. When our spirit is healthy, our life will be healthy. And because the spirit is hidden, we wouldn't know if it's healthy unless we start doing something about it, unless we actually have a spiritual growth plan. We had this tree in the back of our yard while we were growing up, and it wasn't immediately in the back of our yard. We had to walk maybe about five minutes down this hill, and it was in the back of this pasture there were horses and cows and uh, billy goats all over the place. And so there was this one tree that we would play on. And we would climb up and we would build a small tree house on it. We would play chase master on the tree. And we would, we would uh, hang like a, a rope <clears throat> on the tree branch. <clears throat> Excuse me. And we would also jump on the tree. You know, you'd bounce on the tree, put one of the little cousins on it, and then fly them up. And then they would fly into the grass. And it was so fun. Uh, because they're light, they're only like 30 pounds, so they don't get hurt. They land in the grass, and, and that tree was very, very healthy. Thanks, Matt. Very, very healthy. And because the tree was, was right next to a river, that's what caused it to thrive, because it was next to a river. But even more than that, it was in the middle of a pasture where you have cows and horses and billy goats, so fertilizer was all over the place, and this tree was thriving. Well, some time ago, I, I went back, and the river actually dried up. And there was no more river. But the tree, for some reason, was still alive. And I thought, what is making that tree still alive? Why is it still alive? Why is it still thriving? What actually happens is, 
in the back there where our house was, there is an underground source of water now. The top has already dried out, but there's an underground water source that this tree is drinking from because the roots went down deep. As the years went by and the the river started to dry up, as it's drying up and the roots are trying to get nourishment from the water, the more the water dries up, the deeper the roots have to go. So by the time the roots go down deep, it's at a different source. It's not surface water. It's deep down into the earth where water still moves. And I think that's how our life is. When we develop this relationship with the Lord and our relationship with the Lord is just beginning, it's like surface. Everything's on the surface. Everything's brand new. But then as time goes by, it's like the newness and that, that, that initial joy or that fire slowly begins to diminish. And after a while, I can't get the, 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 the easy, quick things anymore. It's like God is causing us to get our roots to go down deep into a different source, one deeply rooted in Him. Otherwise, we're going to want the quick fixes We're going to want the quick things that will help us feel better rather than mature in our walk with the Lord. And you'll recognize it if we're talking about evaluating our spirit. I recognized it as I evaluated my spirit when I started to say to myself, I got to go to church this week because, and then I would finish the sentence. Or I would say, I hope they play this song tonight because I really need the Lord tonight. Or, I hope worship is good because I'm going through some stuff. The moment I say those things, oh boy, it was a quick evaluation on what was happening on the inside. But once I get a deep root going, then my relationship with the Lord is not dependent on outside sources. It's dependent on Jesus alone. That my roots go down deep into my relationship with Jesus Christ I was speaking to a friend the other day, and, and we were just talking about, I guess, yard work for some reason. And, and he said this. He said, a, a, a healthy yard starts with drainage. I said, what do you mean? He said, yeah, if you have good drainage in your yard, you're going to have a healthy yard. Because if, there's, if the drainage is not good, then you're going to have unhealthy roots, and I thought about that, and I thought, that's, that's what the Lord says. The Lord tells us, in fact, in Jeremiah 17, if you have your Bibles, I'm going to read this. Jeremiah chapter 17. I'm going to read verses 7 and 8. It says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river, and will not fear when heat comes. But its leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. It's interesting that a, well, a well-drained yard is a healthy yard, that it starts with drainage. And in the same way, a well-managed life is a healthy life. It all starts with how we manage our life. Are we going to have a good, healthy root system, a good draining system? Because when my, when my root system is healthy... So is life. But if my root system is damaged, my life will soon follow. It's all dependent on the root system. Uh, my brother 
gave us a uh, puakinikini plant, and those flowers smell really good, but if I have a lot of them on me, I have a headache, so I have a hard time wearing those lays. They smell really good. One flower has enough aroma to, to, to uh, bring a good scent to the entire room. And so he gave me this plant, so we planted it at our house. It grew for a little while, and then it died. And I thought, how can this be? How can it, how can it be dead? And so Heidi said, finally, just pull it out. And I thought I had to work the thing and, you know, I would have to dig it up. But all I did was push it over and it, it came out. And what I learned is, after I dug for a little while, is it, it got stuck. The roots got stuck right in this little pocket of this big rock. And it was just a pocket of, like, dead old water. So the roots hit that and then it just got clumped in that and then there was root damage. And so the tree died. And I thought about what this scripture says, that unless there's a river running through it or a good drainage system, the plant, the plant has no chance. It just withers and dies. And I don't want our lives to be like that, where our root system is damaged, because our life will soon follow. And I think God wants us to thrive. And so how do we do that? How do we strengthen our root system? Because when we strengthen our root system, it is going to be our root system that actually strengthens us. That root system in the Lord, the way God wired us up to connect with him, that he's going to be the one that strengthens us. But what does it look like? Well, Romans 11, verses 16 through 18, if you want to write that down or, or turn there. The book of Romans, chapter 11. It says, for, it, for if the first fruit is holy, the lump is also holy. And if the root is holy, so are the branches. And if some of the branches were broken off, and you, being a wild olive tree, were grafted in among them, and with them became a partaker of the root and fatness of the olive tree. Do not boast against the branches. But if you boast, remember that you do not support the root, but the root supports you. So here's what the Bible is saying. The, the wild olive branch or that wild olive tree sometimes will decay because there's, they don't have a good root system. And so what they would do is they would take off an olive branch from a tree that is almost decaying. And then they would graft it into a healthy olive tree. And then that branch, which was unhealthy, when it was grafted in after a while, would begin to become healthy and actually bear fruit. And what the Bible was liking in it, likening this illustration to is that the Jews were the olive tree that God had chosen to represent him. That was his chosen people. But it was the Gentiles, everyone else, that did not follow God. They didn't want to have anything to, anything to do with God. But after a while, because of what Christ had done for us, we are now grafted into his kingdom. As unhealthy as we were, as sinful as we were, God says, I can connect you to the olive tree. Christ, and now you can become healthy again. But you got to be connected. You got to be grafted in because it's going to be his root system that allows you to thrive now. And some of us are that wild olive tree, wild living, wild, a wild past, wild thinking. Uh, we're in a wild situation right now, and God is saying, hang on, we can actually fix this what is happening right now. We can do something about this, but it's going to require you being willing to be grafted in 
to a now healthy root system, which is Christ, because it's not you who support the root, but the root supports you. Remember when Jesus gave the illustration of the, the farmer who sold seed? There were four different soils. He said he, he sold some seed, and some fell on the wayside, and the birds ate them. Some fell on the rocky soil. Some fell on the thorns, and, and as they grew, they, the thorns choked them out. And some, grew, some fell on the good soil, and they grew, and, and they produced fruit, 30, 60, 100-fold. In the book of Matthew, chapter 13, verses 5 and 6, Jesus says, Some fell on the stony places where they did not have much earth, and they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. You know what is interesting about this is that even though there is no, you know, no depth of earth, the seed still sprang up. In other words, it looked like there was life in that seed. It looked like there was life in that plant. But when it shot up, after a while, when the sun came up, when the heat came on, it withered away and died. What is the Bible saying about that? Why, why would we be able to shoot up and then eventually when the sun comes out, wither and die? Well, really, it's because the earth underneath that seed was so shallow that this seed could not develop a good root system. In other words, you can have two of the same seeds, one with deep earth, one with shallow earth. Both will spring up. Both will look exactly the same, but one will outlast the other due to a deep root system. What we try to do is we try to just spring up. We want to be happy all the time. We want to be joyful. We want to be joyful. It's, oh, I found Jesus. So, oh, everything is so good. Everything's fresh. Hallelujah. I'm going to come to church every single day. Every day I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to pray every single day. I'm going to tithe. Every, every time I get paid, I'm going to tithe. I'm going to just give, give, give to the Lord. What about my bills? Eh, God going to take care of that. But then after a while... When the heat is on, it's like, oh, i got to skip this tithe. I don't think I can. I like old movies. Oh, I don't know if I'm going to church today. And my, my team is playing today, and I'm 0-5, and, and I played. I don't know who I played this week. I'm playing somebody this week. And so we try to think of and we rationalize and think of how can I, how can I get away with the most but still be close to God? Lord, how, how close can I get to the edge without sinning? Lord, can, can I do this because this is really not sinning. I mean, you want me to be happy, right? No, he wants you to be healthy. And when you're healthy, you become happy. See, even in adverse circumstances, and even, even in circumstances that aren't going your way, when you have a deep root system that's in the Lord, then no matter what comes your way, even though life may be damaging, you're not a damaged person. You're not living damaged because you have a good root system that brings health to your entire body. And you're rooted in the Lord. You're not rooted in circumstances or how well things are going, how much you get paid, how many things you have. You're deeply rooted in the Lord. And he's the one that's going to bring fruit in our lives. These guys in these seeds, one can spring up and both can spring up, but one will have a deep root. This one will wither away and die. Because we're looking for a quick, feel-good thing. And God says, are you willing to develop deep roots? How often I would have people come up to me and say, you know, God is calling me to be a pastor. I said, great, that's good news. Well, let's, let's work that in. 
Yeah, so when can I speak? I said, what do you mean, when can you speak? Yeah, 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 yeah. When, when can I speak? I have, a, I have a great testimony. I said, no, that's, that's good. Um, you, you mean speak like to the church? I said, yeah, 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 when can I do that? I said, uh, well, first of all, that's not what a pastor is. Uh, a pastor can speak, but it doesn't mean they have to. Yeah, but okay, so, but I get a good testimony, so, you know, I, God is saying I'm going to be a pastor. Okay, well, let's work on the roots first. Let's start with your relationship with Jesus. Oh, my relationship with Jesus is really good, really, really good. Okay, good, that's fine. How's your family? Oh, we okay, we okay, we, we okay. How's, how's your relationships? Oh, my relationships is good, you know, it's not kind, you know, I can get better. Okay, okay, uh, so uh, why don't we meet and then let's pray together. Let's see where the Lord takes this. Very rarely... Very rarely do I say a person survive trying to develop the deep root system for what God is calling them to do. Very rarely. Because it takes a lot of root systems to become this fruitful tree. It takes a lot. It's like being a mom. It's like, oh, look her. She got baby, animal baby. And, oh, I like have five kids. And then you get one. It's like, oh, my goodness, one is enough. It's like you can see it from a distance and say, oh, that looks so cute. looks so cute. And then you have your own. That's 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And you got to wait like, what, 18 years before you can give them away. It takes a while. So to just say, oh, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to become. Oh, that's great. I want to own my own business. I want to I do this. I want to raise my family. I want to get good. What's the root system? What, what's that going to be like? Are we willing to do the hard, unseen things, the difficult things that nobody else will see in order to achieve the greater things that God has for us? Are we willing to put in the practice? Are we willing to say to God, God, it doesn't matter if I'm in the spotlight or not. What matters is if I'm in your light. Am am I living by your standard? Because I want to reflect who you are. Therefore, Lord, help me to be deeply rooted in you. Colossians 3, excuse me, 2, verses 6 and 7, it says, And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Continue. It's a continuation. Don't just know about him, but you continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught, and you will overflow with thankfulness. See, the result is thankfulness. The result is there's an overflow of our lives. Some of us want the result without, without doing the difficult things. We want the outcome, but we don't want the, the difficult things. We don't want the practice. And the Lord is saying, no, you, just as you accepted Christ as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. In other words, as, as much as you hungered and thirst for Jesus on the day you said yes, should be the same way we hunger and thirst for him every day after. And it's a continued walk and a continued following after Christ. That word follow means to walk or to progress or to make due use of opportunities. That you're making the best of every single opportunity. I remember when, uh, when we first started to serve when Heidi and I first came to this church, uh, we, were, we were serving with the youth, and then they asked me to do announcements. Then I said, oh, yeah, sure, I can do announcements. Well, I was so nervous. 
You know, because I thought, easy, everybody does it, so I might as well. Yeah, I can do, I got this. Well, that morning, Sunday morning, I came up and I had a hat on because I didn't want people to see my face. So I, I put my hat down and I read. I said, good morning, welcome to New Hope. Uh, please take out your bulletin and, and uh, we're going to go over some things today. You know, I'm doing the three-point kind of thing that they told me to do. So I'm just robotic in this. And, and I made some mistakes, had some errors, and I said, okay, so have a nice day. And then I just walked right off stage. I just walked off. And I was super nervous. And I walked to the back over there. And the person that was, um, you know, the service coordinator person, I went up to that person and I said, hey, so how would I do? And he went, could you lose the hat? I was like, oh, yeah, I can lose the hat. But my hair is like, I didn't even brush my hair today. My hair was like long. So I said, I, yeah, I can, I, can, I can do something with the hat. So the second service I came up, I just turned the hat around so that they could see my face because that's why they said get rid of the hat so we can see your face. So I turned the hat around, came up, did the same thing. Good morning. Welcome to New Hope Hilo. It's so good to see all of you today. Made eye contact with no one. I just, good to see you guys. Okay, we're going to talk. Okay, fill out the tear-off tab, put it in the offering bucket as it comes by. Thank you. Click. Walk off. Went to the back again. Say, hey, how did I do this time? He said, yeah, can you just take the hat off completely? I said, did you see my hair? And he said, who cares? I said, I do. He said, and then can you slow down a little bit, just a little bit? I said, sure. And I didn't slow down because I was super nervous. Came up here with my hat off. And then when I came up here, I could see the faces on the people like, you should put the hat back on. So I read the thing and I was done. And after that, I went in the back and I said, how was it? And he said, it was okay. You did good. You did good. I asked Heidi. I said, Heidi, how was it? She goes, oh, my goodness. What's wrong with you? It was horrible. It was horrible. I said, what do you mean? She goes, yeah. Well, I, you, did you even practice? I said, never need. All I was doing was reading the thing. She goes, why didn't you practice? I said, because I don't need to practice. She goes, no, 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 no. You need to practice. And at least she was truthful with me. So I said, really, it was that horrible? So I went to people who I knew would tell me the truth. And I asked them, I said, how did I do? They said, man, you got to practice. You got you, you to do better than that. I was, well, you weren't even speaking correctly. You were throwing out pigeon words here and there. I couldn't understand what you were saying. You skipped two things. I said, oh, I thought I had it down. And what I learned was I thought I had it. And I did it on my own. But I remember from that day forward, I said to myself, I'm going to use every single opportunity to try to get better. It doesn't have to be up here. If, if they're asking me to, to, uh, to greet people, then I'm going to greet people and I'm going to work on my, vocab my vocabulary. If they ask me to, to read a scripture in, in staff meeting, then I'll read a scripture in staff meeting and I'll try to articulate better. If they ask me to serve dinner, then I'm going to serve dinner. I'm going to greet people, look at them in the eyes, and I'm going to force myself to get better and practice all of these things behind the scenes. So just in case, one day... God so happens to call me back up here, at least I had some practice. And so they did. <laughs> they asked me again. That was God's mercy, I think. But they asked me again to try it again. And boy, I practiced. I read the thing. I tried to memorize it. And I can't tell you how amazing it was to look after or to look for every opportunity. Because when you do, God brings up those opportunities. When you say, I want to be better at, I want, to do, I, want to, I, want to, I want to love people better, God brings up opportunities. 
Because the only way we actually develop this root system is if we're in the moment. We got to be in that environment in order for these things to be developed. I can't say I want to be a star football player and never step foot on the field. I got to be in the environment. I can be at home lifting weights and looking good in the mirror and, and running sprints in my own yard and say, oh, I read it. I can do this. But if I never step on the field, how will I know? And so this root system is in place so that when I'm in the situation, I, I can thrive. That we follow Jesus and we look for those opportunities to make due use of opportunities. I'm sure we've all at one time in our lives played follow the leader. The basic rule of following the leader is in the title. <laughs> you follow the leader. Now, it was boring to follow a leader if you're riding a bike who didn't do anything. You're just riding, cruising, and didn't jump anything, didn't bunny hop on anything, didn't do any tricks. It's like, this is boring. You wanted to follow someone who was either good as you or better. So very rarely was I the leader because they're like, boring. So we tried to find someone who was really good. And when you follow that leader, it makes you better because you're trying to follow that leader. And that's what Jesus says to do. He said, come follow me. Because when we're following him, then we imitate him. That's actually what it is. It's we're imitating Christ so that we become more like him. That when we follow this good leader, he makes us better. And Jesus wants us to be better. Not so that we can just be better. It's so that other people can have hope in this world. It's going to come from you and I, the church, really, that people are going to say there is a God. And Jesus is who he says he is. Because this person used to be like this, but they're no longer like that anymore. That Jesus is going to allow us to make due use of opportunities that come up so that our root system can be developed. That's why we have these next steps. If you, on the way out, there's this card. We have six steps. What this does is it helps us to develop a good root system, a healthy root system. That when we say yes to Jesus, that's the first step. I accepted Jesus, and I said yes to him. Then the second step is what we're doing right now, that we attend church weekly on a regular basis because that's part of the root system. That part of the root system is all of us learning together the great things of God. We get to encourage each other. We get to sit down with each other, fellowship with one another, and not give up the habit of meeting together. And then we attend what we call Discover New Hope. Discover New Hope is a membership class where we learn the heart and vision of our church as well as some core values. Uh, we learn about some Bible basics and water baptism. And we get to ask some questions and have some uh, uh, discussion times. In fact, our next one is coming up Thursday night, November 5th. And we're trying to make one on a Thursday and one on a Saturday just in case people cannot make it. And so we're going to start at 6 o'clock in the Fellowship Hall and we're going to meet for about 45 minutes, take a break, meet for another 45 minutes, and do some Q&A, or you can leave. So within, a, with an hour, within an hour and 45 minutes, you can go through our membership class and learn about the heart and vision of our church. So November 5th, that's coming up. And then we also have small groups, or actually the next step after uh, Discover New Hope is water baptism. 
Then after water baptism would be to join a small group. And you might be thinking, I don't, I don't know of any small groups. I, I don't have the time to go to a small group. Then make your own. Just start your own small group. Well, I work. Well, when's your break? Take a break, 15 minutes. Start a small group at work. A lot of people do that. Many people have chosen to do that because that's the best time for them. But you start a small group, and then your sixth step is to join a ministry. Now, did you know that God has every single resource in this church to reach the entire world? And you're it. Every single one of you have at least one gift to give to God, at least one. That's part of the root system. That God says, I want you to thrive. And so on the way out, if you take one of those cards, it'll give you a good map of where you are in this root system. I want to end with this scripture. In fact, uh, Glenn, you could come out and Jeremiah, excuse me, uh, Hebrews 12, 15. It says, to look after each other so that none of you fails to receive the grace of God. Watch out that no poisonous root of bitterness grows up to trouble you, corrupting many. That no root of bitterness comes up. You know why? Because as the root goes, so does life. And so I want to give you three ap applications to take home tonight. And if you don't write these down, you can write this. The first thing is to develop a good root system. And that's what we've been talking about. The right people, the right plan, the right perspective. You just develop that good root system. At the same time, in this root system, as the Bible is saying, don't let any bitter root spring up, a root of bitterness, because it's going to corrupt you. It's going to destroy the entire tree. So before bitterness starts to seep in, just get rid of toxins quickly. That would be your second application. Just get rid of, release toxins quickly. If you want to write, write it that way, release toxins quickly. In other words, don't get offended so quickly. Don't read into things too quickly. If someone walks by you and says, oh, you look tired, don't read into it and say, oh, I look ugly now. Oh, my goodness, must have been from last night. Oh, they know I was drinking last night. They know I was doing this. They know. Just release toxins quickly. When there are negative things being said to you, just let it go. Just put like, just, just put like a, just a barrier right there. As the, as the Bible says, guard your heart above all things for the issues of life flow out of it. So release the toxins quickly. When things come in, as quick as it comes in, if it's negative, if it's going to ruin your life, just let it go back out. And then the last thing, as we talked about a, a, a healthy yard starts with drainage. Here it is, the last thing. Don't make your home the drain. Don't make your home the drain. Don't come home and dump everything out in your home. Don't come home from work and dump everything out on your spouse and your children. They're going to ask you, how was your day? You better be prepared for your answer. And it shouldn't be the junk that happened. Because what makes a healthy family is a good drainage system. Drain before you enter your home. Just before you enter your household, just on the way home, just whatever you got to do. Pray to God and say, I'm letting all this out. I'm getting all of this out. I don't want any negative things to come into my house. I actually do this. I say, Lord, I'm taking off my pastor hat, taking off my leader hat, and I'm putting on my daddy hat, I'm putting on my husband hat, I'm putting on my papa hat because I'm a papa now. So I'm putting on that hat, putting on my friend hat. Take a deep breath. 
before I enter my home. I already have my lines down before I enter my house. So when Heidi says, honey, how was your day? Unbelievable. Excellent. Best day of my life. It's, it's just, I'm not going to, my home is not my drain. And you develop a good root system, your home will begin to thrive. Why? Because that's not your drain. You can even go to Jesus and say, Jesus, can, can you take these burdens? Can you just be my drain right now? I just want to, I, I got to unleash all of these things. I don't want to bring it home. I don't want any spirits to come into my house. And even though your spouse or your children may, maybe they will drain in the home, you just pray over all of that junk. And you may come home and you, you'll be in the greatest, you'll say the greatest things, oh, this is going good. But your spouse will say, you know what happened? And then they'll begin to spew things. You got to bring it back to the Lord and let him solidify all of these things that he wants to. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. That's Ephesians 3.17. And I think from this day forward, all of us put together will grow together. In these next six weeks, spiritual growth plan, let God do something. let's, Let's develop deeper roots. Let's not be surface people. Let's be deep rooted people in the Lord. In fact, next week we're going to talk about a fruit-producing spirit that the Bible says that when I follow the spirit, I'm going to produce various kinds of fruit, found in Galatians 5.22. So we're going to talk about how do we produce fruit? What does that look like? What does that even mean, producing fruit? I'm not a gardener. What is producing fruit? So we're going to learn that next week. Okay? Would you pray with me? Let's bow our heads for a moment. We're going to pray together. Lord, we thank you first of all for speaking to our hearts and and being the river of life, the one that nourishes our soul. You're actually the root system, Lord, so we want to be deeply rooted in you. Help us today to, to seek you out. And even if we have to look at these next steps, water baptism or discover new hope, uh, joining a small group or starting one or or joining a ministry, whatever, whatever root system you want us to have to help us to thrive and, and look more like you. Whatever it is, Lord, can you just speak that to our hearts and, and that we would make use of every opportunity that comes our way. Put us on the playing field, Lord. We don't want to be in the grandstands anymore. We want to be on the playing field. That's where all the action is. That's where the game of life is played. But you're going to equip us. You're going to strengthen us because our roots will be in you. So I pray this for all of us, Lord, in your name. And we all said, amen. Can we thank our Lord tonight for everything that he does in our lives and what he's about to do?